Chapter 11. How to Participate in Holy Communion with the Right Faith. John chapter 6, verses 52 through 59. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As a living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna, and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Describing himself as the bread of life, our Lord said, The bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. John chapter 6 verse 51 He then went on to say, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. John chapter 6 verses 53 through 56. Hearing this, even Jesus' own disciples said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? We eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. It is when we eat the flesh of the Lord that our hearts are made sinless. In other words, whoever eats the flesh of the Lord is made completely sinless, with all the countless sins in his heart blotted out. If we believe in the word that Jesus took upon all the sins of the world once and for all through his baptism at the Jordan River, then our sins are absolutely blotted out. We become sinless people when we eat the flesh of Jesus by believing that all the sins of the world were passed on to him when he was baptized on his body. No matter how a feast is prepared before us with all kinds of delicacies, unless we eat them, we would not be filled. Likewise, those who do not eat the flesh that Jesus has given them cannot receive the remission of their sins, and therefore their sins remain all intact. We are made sinless only if we eat the flesh of Jesus by believing that the Lord took upon our sins by receiving baptism on his body and has thereby made us sinless. That is why we must eat the flesh of the Lord time after time. And we must also drink his blood spiritually as often as possible. The bread of life that the Lord has given us is the flesh of Jesus and his blood. Whoever eats the flesh of Jesus and drinks his blood by faith is a blessed man. I am so thankful that the Lord has given us his flesh. Feeding on the Lord's flesh every day, we are able to say to God, I have no sin. What a tremendously bold faith is this. What would have happened to us had Jesus not given us his flesh? Where would we find and attain the truth that makes us sinless? How could we become sinless through our own good deeds? How could we become sinless by giving up all our possessions? Could we become sinless by living virtuously? Or could we become sinless by being sanctified? No, were it not for the flesh of Jesus, we could never have become sinless. It is by eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking his blood that we have become sinless before both God and mankind. We have no sin, for we have eaten the flesh of the Lord and drunk his blood.
Jesus offered his body to us, and we have become sinless by eating the Lord's flesh. By believing in what the Lord has done for us with our hearts, we have now become sinless in our hearts. In John chapter 6, verse 63, the Lord said, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. In other words, it's inconceivable to actually eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood physically, and so we shouldn't think of it in carnal terms. The Lord has blotted out all our sins with his flesh and blood. By eating this flesh of the Lord, we have become completely sinless. How amazing it is! We have become sinless by eating the Lord's flesh. The flesh of the Lord has so much power that whoever eats the flesh of Jesus is made sinless. We eat this flesh of the Lord by believing that Jesus took upon the sins of the world by being baptized at the Jordan River, that he bore the condemnation of our sins by being crucified and shedding his precious blood on the cross while shouldering the sins of the world, and that he has thereby given us true life. Whenever we are weak and feel as if we have sinned, we must eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood by faith. That is what we should do as spiritual people before God. Even among the disciples of Jesus, there were some who did not believe that he was the Son of God, and there were also others who did not believe that he had taken upon all the sins of the world. Likewise, among today's Christians also, many do not believe that Jesus accepted the sins of the world by being baptized by John the Baptist, even though this is the clear truth. The Lord said that we will live forever if we eat his flesh and drink his blood. Because God the Father had planned our salvation and Jesus to deliver us through his flesh and blood, and because the Lord completed this plan perfectly, God has now made it possible to receive everlasting life for everyone who believes in the Lord's work exactly as he has done it. By offering his own body and blood for us, the Lord has given us the everlasting remission of our sins, and he has also made us God's children. Now, God abides with us until the end of this world as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. However, almost all Christians partake in Holy Communion only as a religious ritual without understanding what the bread and wine shared in communion really mean. The bread and wine shared in Holy Communion should not be taken thinking only of the blood of the cross. Rather, the bread of Holy Communion must be had with the clear understanding and belief that Jesus took upon the sins of the world through his baptism by John the Baptist, and the wine must be had with an equally understanding. And the wine must be had with an equally clear understanding and belief that Jesus was crucified to death because he had already shouldered the sins of the world. Therefore, to participate in Holy Communion properly, one must know and believe in the gospel of the water and the Spirit. If we believe in the flesh and blood of Jesus, then we will receive the remission of our sins and live with everlasting life. So, if anyone tries to blot out his sins by himself without believing in the flesh of Jesus and his blood, then he is nothing more than a fool. Therefore, if you still have sin in your heart, you must infallibly understand the reason why Jesus told us humans to eat his flesh and drink his blood. In uniting yourself with him by faith, you must receive the remission of your sins. By believing in the baptism of Jesus, we have been washed from our sins in Christ, and by believing in his blood on the cross, we have escaped from the condemnation of our sins completely. Given this, if you are still trying to blot out your sins all on your own by offering prayers of repentance, then your faith is very flawed and arrogant. After all, who among you could ever blot out one's own sins? There is no one in this world who can do this. If you try to do this, you will be disappointed greatly. Now that God dwells in our hearts, we should live by trusting in the flesh and blood of Jesus. 
You can carry out God's work by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Our Lord came to this earth incarnated in the flesh to save us from all the sins of the world and to take upon all the sins of mankind once and for all, he was baptized by John the Baptist on his body. As well, to bear the condemnation of our sins, he was crucified and shed his precious blood unto his death, and he then actually rose from his physical death. That is how Jesus has brought the true remission of sin and eternal life to all of us who have eaten his flesh and drank his blood by faith. Those who have such faith and such understanding praise the Lord with faith. By giving his flesh and blood, Jesus has enabled every believer to receive the everlasting remission of sin and eternal life. There are two sacraments that the Lord has established in the church. That is, for his disciples, one is the sacrament of baptism and the other is holy communion. The sacrament of baptism is partaken as a sign of faith by those who have been born again by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit to confirm and confess their faith. Just before ascending to heaven, the Lord said to his disciples, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew chapter 28 verses 19 through 20 The Lord commanded us to preach the gospel of the water and the Spirit to people and lead them to receive the remission of their sins, to make disciples of the redeemed and baptize them for their faith in the baptism of Jesus, and to teach those who have thus become disciples everything that the Lord has taught and commanded us. Secondly, the Lord commanded us to perform Holy Communion in remembrance of how He has given us His flesh and blood. The bread and cup that we receive at Holy Communion symbolize the body and life that our Lord gave us to blot out our sins. Both these two sacraments instruct us to believe that since our Lord was baptized and shed his blood to death on the cross when he came to this earth, he has indeed blotted out all our sins. That Jesus gave his flesh to us means that he took all our sins upon his body once and for all through his baptism. All of us must therefore realize that Jesus accepted the sins of the world through his baptism, carried them to the cross, died in our place, and has thereby blotted out all our sins, and we must forever engrave this truth in our hearts by faith. Do you now believe that Jesus has given us his body? To blot out all our sins, the Lord willingly offered his own body to us. That Jesus came to this earth in the image of mankind was to take upon all the sins of us humans through the baptism he received from John the Baptist. Those who believe that Jesus gave up his innocent and unblemished body for our sins and bore them through his baptism are now able to receive the perfect remission of their sins. Since Jesus himself willingly offered his body in order to accept our sins and be condemned for them to blot them out completely, we have now become sinless by believing in him. You must understand this properly when you take the bread and cup of Holy Communion. Just as our physical lives are sustained only if we eat the bread of the flesh, it is by believing that Jesus shouldered our sins on his body by being baptized that we can eat his flesh and attain everlasting life. Today's Christianity preaches only the cup of Jesus, that is, his blood. In reality, however, the Lord has actually given us and fed us both his flesh and blood. We must reach the proper understanding of the reason why Jesus gave us his flesh. That our Lord gave us his flesh means that he shouldered our sins by being baptized by John the Baptist. Therefore, whenever we receive the bread and cup of Holy Communion that constitute the flesh and blood of Jesus, 
We must remember that we have been saved from sin by believing in his flesh and blood, and we must thank him for this. When we partake in Holy Communion to eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood, we must participate by placing our faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit. We give all our thanks to God. Who are we that the Lord would care so much for us? Human beings deserve to just live in their miserable state only to return to a handful of dust and be cast into the eternal fire of hell for their sins and pay the everlasting wages of sin. Yet despite this, God the Father loved us so much that he sent his own Son to this earth as our Savior. Since Jesus came to this earth according to the will of the Father, was baptized by John the Baptist, shed his blood to death, and has thereby removed all our sins and condemnations and made us God's children, all of us who believe in this truth are infinitely indebted to the Lord for loving us so much. We are so thankful beyond all words that we have been saved from our sins through God's love. Whenever I think about the souls that have received the remission of their sins by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit, I am overwhelmed by gratefulness. Whenever I hear from our brothers and sisters overseas bringing the good tidings that they were born again from reading our books, my heart is rejoiced and happy beyond all description, as if I myself had received the remission of sin. Just as those who have received the remission of their sins first are rejoiced in their hearts for those who receive the remission of their sins after them, God is also happy to see the born-again souls who believe in the gospel of the water and the Spirit. As it is because of God's love that we have been saved from our sins, we thank Him for His love and salvation. Have you been saved from all your sins by believing in the gospel of the water and the Spirit, fulfilled by the love of God and His salvation? Of the flesh and blood of Jesus, we should never overlook either one of them. If we were to leave out even just one of either the baptism of Jesus or His blood on the cross, then we would render God's love and His grace of salvation in vain, and therefore we must cherish this truth in our hearts and faith. We cannot but praise God for His love and salvation. We give all our thanks to God the Father, for He has saved us perfectly and made us His children through the flesh and blood of His Son Jesus, despite the fact that we cannot help but commit sin. The Lord has given us the wisdom to understand the spiritual things of heaven. I give thanks to God for bestowing such salvation and love on us. I am so grateful to the Lord and love Him so much for blotting out all our sins. Every time I pray to God the Father, there is hardly anything else to say but to thank Him. Were it not for the flesh of Jesus and His blood, how could we have been saved? Remembering us and out of His love for us, God has saved us from all our sins through the gospel of the water and the Spirit, and that is precisely why we have reached our salvation by faith. Because we are always insufficient, we cannot help but live as sinners and continue to commit sin with our thoughts, hearts, or acts. Yet despite this, we have still attained our salvation, for Jesus has saved us from all our sins by being baptized by John the Baptist and shedding his blood on the cross. Now that we have eaten the flesh of Jesus and drunk his blood by faith, we are qualified to enter heaven. If there is anyone whom you really love, then you should preach to that person the gospel of the water and the spirit for his sake. That is how the gospel is spread. I believe that in not too distant future, people all over the world will come to accept this precious and beautiful gospel of the water and the spirit. Is there anyone among you who still has not been born again? If you are such a person, you must cast aside your carnal thoughts and have the flesh and blood of Jesus by faith. Other than the God-given truth, what else could you rely on in this world? 
I believe that it is the most peaceful and happiest life for us to know the power and wisdom of God, and to rely on these by listening to and believing in the gospel word of the water and the spirit inside God's church. It is such a tremendous blessing that we are able to listen to this gospel of the water and the spirit with our ears and hearts while we are living on this earth. How wonderful is it then, now that we are able to say that we are indeed sinless, for we have heard the gospel of the water and the spirit and believed in it. I am so happy that I am now able to have the flesh and blood of Jesus written in the word of God by listening to the gospel of the water and the spirit in his church. The gospel word of the water and the spirit is the most spiritual word that came down from heaven. This gospel is the word of truth, the way of life, and the forever unchanging truth that people had heretofore never heard. My fellow believers, even though your bodies may have suffered a bit while living in this world, what a thankful life are you now living in your sinless state, having been made sinless by hearing the word and believing in it. You and I have received the most precious gift in the world called the gospel of the water and the spirit. Now, I ask you all not to treat too lightly this precious gift that you've received from God. I admonish you not to make a mockery out of God with your lack of understanding and faithlessness, neither knowing nor believing in the flesh and blood of Jesus. God the Father has made us his children by giving us his son's life, more precious than even his own life. As the Holy Spirit now dwells in your heart, who have joined God's sinless people by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit, I am sure that you will never be able to bring yourself to mock this gospel. So I ask you to cherish the gospel of the water and the spirit and keep it forever. We are thankful that we can now spread to everyone throughout the world the correct understanding of the flesh and blood of Jesus within the gospel of the water and the spirit. Our hearts are overflowing with joy that we are able to preach to each of our nations, as well as to everyone all over the world, the gospel of the water and the spirit that holds the secret of the flesh and blood of Jesus. Given the fact that our Lord has loved the entire human race like this, it would be an act of utter ungratefulness if we were to ignore this love that has come by the flesh and blood of Jesus. So, as we cannot just let this truth be known and kept by us alone, we want to spread throughout the whole world the secret of the flesh and blood of Jesus that manifests God's love. I ask you all to also pull your hearts together and pray for this ministry. From now on, everyone in this world will eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood by faith. It is my sincere hope and prayer that the love of God and his blessings, which come by believing in the flesh and blood of Jesus spiritually, would also be bestowed on you in abundance.